What's going on, Defenders? And welcome to episode 181 of the most LAFC podcast in the Galactic Empire. I say Galactic <laughs> Empire because Scarf and I just came from the Crypt or Staples Center, however that frick you want to call it, for, for Star Wars Night, Islanders Kings. Anyway, we'll get into that later. If you are just tuning in for the first time right now, my name is Christian Philly Philemon, the self-proclaimed beast from the East and the toast of the East Coast. And sitting in front of me on what appears to be like a sixth grade school table, <laughs> the mouth of the South Bay, J.R. Liebert. The scarf, what is good? And after a, a bit of a one episode, little break, little hiatus, little whatever you want to call it, my man is back. That's right. Christian Philly Philemon, J.R. Liebert, the scarf, back together once again. And it is for an amazing reason. That's right. Whatever we are calling it, if it's the start of the Steve Trundle era, if it's the start of LAFC 2.0, Season 5, Five Years Strong, whatever we're calling it, it was today. But first, Philly, that was a quick moment of silence for your New York Islanders. Jesus I'm so Christ. sorry, buddy. Uh, last Was it last year, two years ago? I don't even know when it was. I've lost we, track of time in years. We COVID got to see yeah, yeah, COVID and... is COVID has erased all form of time before uh, COVID times. And alcohol has erased our memory. Last, uh, <laughs> last time we went, it was a 4-1 drubbing that your Islanders took at the hands of the Los Angeles Kings. At least this one didn't end 4-1 in the words of KC. Nope, it ended 5-2, Yeah, it was friend. even uglier this time around. Yeah, you know, it was nice. We Look, we hung out with KC, Sujin, Joyce, Sakin. Obviously, Panda and Nina. We had a great time. Well, all, most of us had a great time. I think you still enjoyed yourself, even though your Islanders cut. Yeah, they, they, salad they, tossed. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. That's very appropriate. No, for me, it's a joy one way or another because they literally come to LA to play the Kings once a season. And since I've moved here in 2016, I have yet to see the Islanders beat the Kings live and in person. I could go to Anaheim tomorrow and watch them play the Quack Quack Ducks, but I got to work in less than 12 hours calling an Ontario Fury game. I love it. I love it. It is Saturday. (laughs) 1 a.m. It is Sunday Sunday morning, 12.51 a.m., February 27th. We are recording this episode. In the home of the scarf, well, technically we're actually in, in Nina's place right now, but oh. it's Lawndale, California. That's right. You may have seen our girls' football team on the field at the Super Bowl. Well, Philly was all the way at the Super Bowl, so hmm. he might not have seen them because he was probably focusing on doing other things, but that's right. Hmm. Lawndale's girls' team was right there on the field. That was pretty cool. Philly, it was so good to be back at Bank of California Stadium. Doing one more sleep last night didn't help either one of us sleep, that's no. for sure. And just setting up the tent, hanging out with everybody. The Quer- I got to give a shout out real quick to our friends, the Cuervos. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're new, uh, their amazing drink delivery truck now. I mean, they really upped their tailgate <laughs> game. That was pretty great. And the, the, Their version of an IED. Right. And, and word has it, the new Inebriation explosive device. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. And, and by the way, the first tailgate for LAO on Christmas Tree Lane as an official member of the 3252. We could not be happier for our friends over at LAO Philly tailgating back at the bank, even though it was a, a short one, even though it was early. Wasn't it just the best thing ever? I mean, it really was. I, I I did a thing the night before. I was so beyond excited, so jovial. We did this podcast for like 180 Sports 
Um, and then obviously we did one more sleep and it, it started dawning on me that we're finally going to get back to Bank of California Stadium. We're going to get back to Christmas Tree Lane. And then I laid my head on my pillow. Panda just started snoring and drooling right around 1030 PM. Oh, so she, not going to help your she, points, but that's she's fine. Not gonna, if she listens to this and she blames me for it, this is a test. So I'll say, <laughs> yeah, my wife like passes out snores and drools. If she hits me, then y'all know she heard the pod. If you don't hear anything about it, that means she didn't listen to the pod. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sitting there and like I'm listening to the Extra Time podcast and I'm getting all my notes ready because we did pregame and postgame with 110. Shout out to Connor and Vince and, and Jason and everybody there. And I couldn't fall asleep. I could not for the life of me fall asleep. Yeah. So I went into the medicine cabinet. Oh, I boy. grabbed a couple of men- melatonins. I think the suggested uh, dosage was like two, and it was like 20 milligrams oh, of melatonin. Good so God. I popped two, and I'm sitting there, you know, reading and reading and reading. Nothing's happening. I'm like, you know, I kind of like the taste of these. They're like gummy bears. No, I went and popped two God. more. Finally, finally, I fell asleep with like two hours before my alarm I, clock was supposed to go off. I, I but, would like to remind everybody the views of one Christian, Philly Philemon, do not necessarily reflect the views of Defenders of the Bank, Defenders of the Bank, LLC, or one the scarf, J.R. Lieber. Look at this guy reading the legal disclaimers already. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. I need I mean, to at this point. Well, dude, look, Jacob M. Romney, not, M. Romney's not going to be able to help you because Call he doesn't Jacob. practice this kind of... <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, but you know what? We can go see him at Bank California Stadium. That was that. I mean, honestly, being back at the bank, you know, it just it felt like home, my friend. Magical. And and honestly, you, you said it too. We want to say a big thank you to our friends over at 110 Football being involved in the pre and post game. We're also going to be involved in their new LAFC-centered show, LAFC 360, their MLS show, Expansion Mansion, which you've already recorded an episode of theirs on, which is awesome. Yep, you'll be back doing that on Monday, and I've got a couple episodes coming up with both of them as well. Really exciting stuff with 110 Football, and a big shout-out to them. And lastly, I have to mention this every time it happens, I got a new scarf for scarf. That's right. (laughs) No way. They didn't come out with a Jersey Launch Day scarf for the first time ever. Oh, good point. I didn't even think about that. I did, believe me. But... They did come out with one today, and it is a perfectly matching Art Deco-themed, inspired, beautiful scarf. It's it's. Somewhere. Oh, I haven't even seen it. I'd yeah, love to take it's, a look at it. It's somewhere right back over here. Yeah, when, when you go grab it to show me, you could grab yeah. me another beer. When, when, you're, when you're going on a rant about something, I'll go grab that along with another beverage <laughs> what for makes you. What you think so, I rant? We've met once or twice. So a, a new scarf for the scarf, which is really nice. Look, let's get into a very quick rundown of what we're doing on this episode. First and foremost, a very quick This Day in LFC History, and that's it. Then we're getting into the game recap, you guys. No we're way. getting right into match day, the first he says match. We're going to keep it under an hour. I call twenty twenty two. Italy winks. There's no way that's happening. We can do it. I believe we can. I believe that that we can do it. You know I what I believe? Know. What do you I believe, believe that we're going to get your girlfriend evicted. Let's see how thick the walls are oh. in her apartment. Because normally when we record, we're at Philomonster Studios or yes. Casa de Nina where we could scream at the top of our lungs. Yes. But I'm feeling like the need to be somewhat subdued in my voice because I don't want her getting evicted. Yeah, I know she literally the just left. bought the place. So yeah. let's uh, let's not have that happen. Let's get into this day of history then really quickly. We are recording this or at least Stop, we're intending. Like man going fast. What are you doing, man? <laughs> we were intending to record this on the 26th of February. That was 56 minutes ago. On the 26th of February in 2019, LAFC announced their official Twitch broadcasting channel. So you can follow LAFC on Twitch. On the 27th, which is what today is, in 2018, February 27th, LAFC officially announces the signing of one Edward Atuesta using TAM money. 
Man, I miss Edward Atuesta, but wish him all the best over at Palmeiras. On that same day in 2019, not as big of a signing, but one of our favorite nicknames. It's not three umlauts, but it's the ghost. <laughs> LAFC officially announcing the signing on <laughs> February 27th. He, he career is more like the carcass. 2019 <laughs> of the ghost, Alejandro Guido. He, is he still down in San Diego with the loyal? What is? I don't know, man. My bandwidth between MLS and MASL does not allow USL. All right. So I don't know what's going on with Alejandro Guido. I'll probably do some research on that during the course of the show. And tomorrow... He got a new logo and everything. I don't know what he got a logo for, but we love the guy. He's like 20 years old now. I don't even know. Bryce Duke. Happy birthday to Bryce Duke. I would just like to say something about Bryce Duke. Wearing that pink. I can't. I can't. Don't say it. Wearing that pink inner Miami. like The collar. Dude, tell me he doesn't look like a Hollister model. I mean, he like just looked like the little white chain. You could see him like strolling out of Abercrombie and Fitch with his bags. I mean, that's what I see. He's the poster child for Miami Hollister Abercrombie style. Yeah, look, he is living his best life in Miami. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Thank you, Will. He is all about the Miami life right now, and I wish nothing but the best for. I think it's a twenty-one-year-old now, Bryce Duke. I mean, my goodness, living his. Best life. So that is this day in LAFC history. Let's go through the news and notes, and we are done with the news and notes because there aren't any news and notes that we are going to report on. So, Philly, we're going to get right into the match, the first match, LAFC 2.0, the first match of five years strong, the first match of the Steve Chirundolo era, the first match of the mayor's tenure, whatever you want to call it. Burgermeister. I can't. That means mayor. Wait, it does mean mayor. First of all, did you see the match day poster? That LAFC tweeted out. No. Castlevania Ah, inspired. If they go with NES games or like video game covers all season, my inner child is going to be screaming. This is so cool. Philly just looked under the table. So so we're recording on this table. This table that we are recording on is a family heirloom. Nina somehow got conned into taking this table into her place. There's not places for your feet. There's not places for your legs. This table is a punishment, by the way. Yeah, yeah. and we were the ones that were punished because yeah. we had to take we it from the most it. absurd attic I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. If you would see this, I mean, this was like a suicide mission. I can't believe we got it from where we got. First off, I can't believe that attic at, at Nina's aunt's house, the way it's set yeah. up. It, it's, it's a death trap. I can't even like conceptualize this. But what I know is... I'm reunited we, with this thing that nearly destroyed we, my neck we and got my it. back. We got it down that 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 staircase, if that's what you want to call it, over the railing, over a landing, down another and staircase. None of that crap was stable either. Man, that was no fun. But that's and the, the table. The hallway was narrow <laughs> and slippery. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, LAFC, totally bummed you guys didn't make lineup cards with that Castlevania thing on it. I'm, I'm going to collect them all as soon as you guys start putting them out. It was incredible. Uh, also, Philly, a new training kit sponsor, Rockstar Energy Drink. <laughs> Something we could use right now. Oh, to my fuel goodness. This that was kind of neat to see that out there. And before the match, Philly... I, I get to cross something off my bucket list. I know you did earlier in the year by going to the Super Bowl. Well, I kissed the Super Bowl trophy. That's uh. right. Rampage <laughs> was up there. Philly was wondering after I said kissed and paused for a second. Oh, he's single now? What just happened? 
Uh, I um I I was hanging out up there. Philly and I. Okay, so we we do the one ten football. <laughs> this is great. Okay, we're gonna keep it under an hour. We promise. You we lies. do the one ten football pregame show, and we're standing there waiting for the elevator <laughs> inside of the 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 dregs of free play there in the back. The freight elevator. And we're at, we're there at the freight elevator. There's nobody else around. Not a single person. We, we push the button, the freight elevator door opens, and we see Christian Lau, tech boss, one of the nicest people on the planet. He with says like, that about everybody, Defenders. With like nine, you can cross that off on your Defenders bingo card here in season five, with like nine Rams personnel, Rampage, <laughs> the Super Bowl trophy, and there was a, another small trophy that looked like an iron piece from the Monopoly board. I don't even know what it was. I felt like we were in the twilight zone. No, like, it was <laughs> it was the most unexpected thing ever. Like the door opens, boom, rampage the Lombardi trophy. I'm like, I know you, and he points back at right? me as the elevator door closes. It's on. like what's that SNL skit, Rupert Pump or Rupert S. Pumpkins or whatever it is. Like that's what it felt like happened to us. Is where, so we look at Christian, we go, we'll take the next one. Just go it's up. like that ESPN commercial with the New Jersey yeah. Devil go going up, and he nods his head no. <laughs> So that was pretty funny. I got to kiss the Super Bowl trophy. I will, however, be scheduling myself for my tetanus shot on Monday now that I did that. So, uh, I mean, it's been in the hands of a ram, so jeez. <laughs> Philly, our honorary Falconer man. Oh, I miss our number two. We have a number two. His name is Franco Escobar. But I miss Jordan Harvey so much. I'm just he, my number two today. He, too was well. a, he was a good dude. He still is a well, good dude. He's not dude. dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is why the delusion starts to kick oh, in. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, look, Jordan Harvey was the honorary Falconer. The bank went nuts. The 32-52 chanting, Jordan Harvey. Cha-cha-cha-cha. That was so awesome, man. I loved all of that. But I think what might be, Philly, the highlight for many people who attended this match on opening day is the Tifo of yes. Chente, Vincente Fernandez. I mean, it, look, it, December of this year, I think on Christmas or right around Christmas, Chente passed away, and he was the voice of, God, not one generation, but several generations of people, and it was it, it was just a sad thing. The city of Los Angeles just felt sad for a few days. It was really rough, but an incredible job by the 3252 getting it completely right yet again for another amazing TIFO. That's all the pregame stuff, Philly. Let's get into the lineups. And first of all, say it for the first time, Philly, for LAFC on the sidelines in his first Major League Soccer match. Steve Chirondolo. There you go. You did Pretty it. Good job. darn crazy. <laughs> Coming into the building and, and, and conceptualizing that. No Bob Bradley. Steve Chirondolo. Two players returning from the inaugural roster in 2018 and that of Carlos Vela and Latif Blessing. And yeah, you brought this up. That was pretty good on 110 football. I forgot about this. And Ante Razov. Yep, yep. But, but, but. Even though he went from California to Canada, back to California, Mark Dos Mark Santos. Mark Dos Santos, back So like on the four sidelines. people from, from, from the OG. So right, right. still like an interesting, it was a weird, interesting like atmosphere. Just like the vibe. Everybody was like, I don't know, kind of slap happy. Nobody was like nervous. Everybody was so thrilled to be around. I, I think we were all just so excited to be back at yeah. the bank, full 22,000 seats, everybody there. You know, it's been... It's been a while since we've been able to feel that way. Yeah. I mean, the last tailgate a year ago, there was only 5,000 people that were allowed in the building. And yep. um, I mean, and for the most part, everyone poured in off of uh, Christmas tree lane. Right. No, it was, it was interesting. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, we'll get into the lineups in a little bit, but yeah, just to think that you know we're starting off with Steve Chirundolo. We're not we're not seeing Bob's shiny head or Bob putting his hands in his back pocket. We're seeing Steve Chirundolo, a, a, a legend in terms of the U.S. men's national team and a player that in Germany played for one club and 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 made the Germans fall in love with him. They called an American the mayor of Hanover. If you don't know what Germans are like, I've lived in Germany for four years. Germans hate everybody who aren't German. So the fact that he did that, pretty darn cool. And he's at the helm of this LAFC 2.0 project. Yeah, Philly, why don't you give us the rest of the lineup for LAFC? And this is a lineup, by the way, that features far more veterans on it, I think, than we are used to. And a bunch of new guys on the starting 11. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll get into it right away. Starting in between the pipes, we have... The greatest goalkeeper LAFC has ever had already. Maxime Cripo from the Vancouver Whitecaps. Are you kidding me? Other than Matt Turner, Sean John over at NYCFC, maybe arguably Andre Blake. There is no better keeper in this league yeah. than Maxime Cripo. So you could say what you want about your excitement. Don't forget about, about my boy Buffon 2.0 over uh, there in Chicago, Gabriel Slonina. I am so excited for this kid. He's I'm, 17 years I'm old. I'm also excited for uh, Thomas the Wall Hassal, who's taken it, over for is, Cripo. I was going to say, is he, did he get the start today for Vancouver? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I was too busy, like, you know, <laughs> prepping up for the Islanders. But anyway, just Maxime Cripo, a talented player, in my opinion, the most uh, important acquisition LAFC yes. had during the offseason so our back line and here's a couple of things we anticipated that Franco Escobar newly arrived from Atlanta United would have uh, not played today because he was supposed to serve a two-game suspension based on activities from the prior season but going into the uh, the disciplinary report 24 hours ago he was off that list so Franco Escobar started our center backs Jesus David Murillo pretty darn cool and then you had Mamadou Fall remember Eddie Segura is still hurt we actually bumped in, Scarf, I don't know where you were, we bumped into Eddie in, in Founders, and we were chatting with him for a little bit. Eddie's excited, ready, almost ready to go, and he said, you know, 90%, so we'll, we'll see what happens. And then the other interesting position that we were looking for, um, you had Chiki Palacio starting. I know you were saying Ryan Hollingshead might have been the p- player that you would have liked to have seen. But I Chiki think Palacio he'll start by the time the season's over, but he's not going to start right now. You're absolutely right to bring that up earlier. Chiki knows the system. Chiki's the veteran, but I, think, I, I think it'll be Ryan Hollingshead by the end of the year. Yep, and then our midfield, Kellen Acosta, no-brainer there. Ilya Sanchez, a surprise. I really would have anticipated Latif Blessing and you know more on Ilya later. He played a great game and the full game, and of course... Jose Cifuentes sporting a fresh set of blonde locks. And then... Yeah, he looked really good out there, by the way. He looked like he was in shape. He looked fit. Really good. Yeah, Brian Rodriguez. Love that guy. Speaking of somebody who looked in shape, Carlos Vela, Carlitos. We're going to get more on him later. really good. And a lot of you were wondering why... Chicho didn't start. Mahala, welcome back. Mahala, by the way, he was out all of last season as a result of a little stint down in Vegas. Oh, that is a very nice scarf. Five years strong. I, I went and got it while he was doing the lineup. And he also got me a drink, so I really appreciate that. So, yes, in case you were wondering why Chicho didn't get the start, he uh, you know, he got a little bit of an injury, a little bit of a knock during preseason. That's why he didn't start. He missed a couple of practices. And during the, uh, the, the press conference at the very end of the game, Steve Trundolo mentioned that that's why he didn't start Chicho or Latif. I was going to say, I think you may be onto something with Latif not starting today as well, because that, that was some, some insight that we got after the match uh, that yep. Steve 
Steve Trundolo laid on us in the press conference is that both Latif and Chicho picked up small knocks. Yep. So, there you go. And so, like, rounding that, we're going to talk about the bench. Daniil Henry, my God. Truck like, with feet. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan Holling said, Sebastian Ibiaga, Chicho Arango, uh, Mr. McCarthy backing up. Backing up. I know. Look. Look, we Fascinating we uh, we we have some friends in the Thomas Romero family. They they do listen to our podcast and and they've said very nice things about us. I'm I'm I I just don't know if Thomas has a spot in in the first two. Keepers. M- I mean, McCarthy looked good when we saw him in the preseason. More on that later. Kim Moon Wan, Latif Blessing, Danny Musovsky, and a player that is going to be buried, in my opinion, on this bench. There's not going to be a free this player because between Ilya, Kellen Acosta. Uh, Latif Blessing, Sifu, he's not going to get any playing time. Pancho, Janela, that rounds out the lineup. Look, you say that now, but you remember what injuries did to our team last season. I know, I know. Nothing about that bug. I'm just saying. Squash that Jiminy Cricket. It never hurts to have talent on your bench, however buried they Why are going Pancho to be. There? <laughs> Aww, I'm just kidding, Pancho. All right, You're a nice guy. Let's get into the rapid starting lineup. They've got Robin Frazier as their head man. He's been the head man in Commerce City since 2019 and has really turned around the fortunes of the Colorado Rapids. Goalkeeper William Yarbrough, the former backup at Leon. Defender Keegan Rosenberry, one of my favorite serials growing up. <laughs> also, defender Danny Wilson and Austin Trusty, one of my favorite going players. To Arsenal. It's yeah, he's going it, to Arsenal. I think he's going to play at Arsenal as much as Matt Turner is going to play at Arsenal right now. Though it's going to be really interesting to see where Arsenal loans out Austin Trusty after this. Soda water. There's no way that he is going to play for Arsenal. Honestly, my favorite player on the pitch to watch for Colorado Rapids is defender Lalas Abubakar. He was everywhere on that pitch, whether he was inside the 18 trying to go aerial to score goals. He was just jealous of Col- his hair. I mean, dude, that is a lot of salad in that bowl up there. My goodness. <laughs> defender Lucas Estevez, a Brazilian formerly with Eduardo Tuesta's new club Palmeiras. Midfielder Max Alves da Silva, or just Max, as he is known, the 20-year-old attacking midfielder from Brazil, Brazil, easy for me to say, formerly with Flamengo. The Rapids have high hopes for this 20-year-old kid, and I have to tell you, watching him play today, he was the guy I was watching out there. Really unimpressive, at least in his first match. He's got plenty of time. Mark Anthony K. We've all heard of Mark Anthony K. Welcome Mac. back to the bank. Return of the Mac. Captain Jack Price, which just sounds like a pirate. That is so much fun. <laughs> Philly, I know you really like this guy. The former yes, Wolverhampton he's product. My favorite rapid. Led the team in assists last year and just a guy that you need to account for everywhere on the pitch. Honestly, again, didn't play very well. But a player who I really thought played poorly today was midfielder Brian Acosta, the 28-year-old Honduran DP who last played with FC Dallas, and striker Jonathan Lewis. Jonathan Lewis, who netted twice against us in our season-ending loss last year, never really got going in this. And on the bench, among others, former MLS Rookie of the Year, in fact, the last player who will win Rookie of the Year because they've now changed it to like Young Player of the Year or something, Andre Shinyashiki, last year's leading scorer for the Rapids, Michael Berrios, who's so good he gets to start the game on the bench. (laughs) Attacker Diego Rubio and former defender of the bank, Stephen. Beta short guest of this pod, actually. Yeah, former guest of this pod. That's yeah. right. And and honestly, Stephen, one of the nicest people 
that we'll ever meet. There you uh, go. One, uh, who is a nice person in, in your life? It's, it's because you're such a pleasant human being to be around. <laughs> Everybody's clearly nice. Now, but Defenders, before we actually get into the game, yes. let's actually set the table real quick. We're, the, we're on the table. Oh, literally. The last time these two teams squared off against each other was back in October in Colorado. How'd it uh, go? Awful. LAFC lost 5-2. to two. The bright spot, Brian scored a goal. Um, and that was pretty much it. The Ended. other bright spot, we got to go there with 110 football. We did. That, that was, was a, a pleasant fun. time. So th- that's what happened there. And obviously, that was a big game for the Colorado Rapids. It got them their 61st point. They leapfrogged Seattle, and they took first in the Western Conference. This is a team with the lowest payroll in Major League Soccer to get 61 points unheard of. The only other team that allowed fewer goals than Colorado in the West was Seattle. Seattle, a phenomenal team within its own right. So that's the story. That's the Philly, last real time. quick. How'd they do in the playoffs once they won the West? N- none and done. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Flamed and, out. How'd they do in the Champions League? And so that's the next part of my <laughs> segment. So obviously coming into this match, they were at a disadvantage. They played in nine degree weather in Colorado against Guatemalan giant Comunicaciones. Nine. And they had everything going for them, nine. but they blew it, blew it in penalty kicks. So yeah, ha- they were cold. <laughs> Well, it was yeah, nine. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously they had, you know, Guatemalans going to Colorado. Like, you know, obviously that's, you know, dogs and cats living together. That's just <laughs> crazy stuff. Colorado blew that game. So yeah. obviously they were going to come in weary because they threw in their big guns. Sure. Because Champions League is they now They tried a big to win deal. it. They definitely tried to win it. And they didn't. So you had that disgust, that sour taste in your mouth. But more importantly, fatigued legs. So coming into this match against a fresh LAFC... We were definitely in the advantage. Look, uh, I thought even without the fact that they played, what, 48 hours earlier in nine-degree weather and all of that, look, that's all well and good. I thought LAFC was the better team even coming into this match. I thought we had the chip on our shoulder, something to prove. And, and look, Colorado came into the match saying all the right things on Twitter, saying we have unfinished business. We didn't do anything with our spot when we won the West. We, we've now lost in Champions League, whatever else it was. I just didn't think it would matter, and I have to be honest, I think I was right. LAFC played so incredibly well. Look, this is a team, Philly, you mentioned it on the pregame and during One More Sleep also last night. This isn't a team with a player who scares you on offense. No. It really isn't. Michael Barrios, who we said was our, their leading scorer with, what, eight, eight goals goals, last Jonathan year. Lewis with seven. Right, and Jonathan Lewis would have had five if not for the two he scored against LAFC in the final match of the season. Michael Barrios not starting in this game, even though he led their team in goals last year. 18 players, though, scored last season. You know, total team effort, but no killers. Look, no designated it, nobody killers. who I think you need to mark everywhere they're on the pitch other than Captain Jack Price, in my opinion. And, and <laughs> we, I'm, I'm going to call him that forever because he actually wears the captain armband for Savvy. him, too. So it is par- parlay. <laughs> you I best just, start believing ghost stories, <laughs> Mr. Scarf. Tell him I disinclined to acquiesce to her request means no. <laughs> All right, so that's that's the end of our pirate talk. For, if you had, dirty land lover. If you had talking like a pirate on your Defenders of the Bank bingo card, you're the only you, one. You so, Jack Price, you started this. I man. did. I'm the sorry. set of black sails. Look, it, it's only fitting that the former Colorado Rapid gets things going in the right direction for LAFC. I was so excited coming into this match for the service that we might be getting from Kellen Acosta. <laughs> 
And to be perfectly honest, it, it really dirty. it really didn't show up in this match. Kellen Acosta didn't play particularly well in terms of service, whether it's through the ball or through the box or whether it's on set pieces. It was actually Carlos who was taking the majority of the set pieces again. But it was a Kellen Acosta cross that yep. caught the arm, not the hair, but the arm of one Lalas Abubakar <laughs> penalty. Abubu and, and look, there was no, there was no VAR. There was Lalas Abubakar just kind of walked over and said, "Okay, that's that's a PK." And and look, Carlos Vela to score the first goal of the season for LAFC, yep. it, the first goal of the Steve Trundolo era yep. for LAFC. The first goal back at the bank in I don't know how long. I mean, it's 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 as as Connor Klops has put it actually on on one ten poetic justice, if you will. Shout out to Mark Anthony K's tweet at the end of last season when they knocked us out. It, Carlos Vela apps and look, you can say what you want about oh Vela was injured. You know we were kind of souring on him or some of the fans are whatever. When they announced the starting lineup. And you know what? The uh, Eric Smith announces the first name, and everybody else is supposed to say, you know, Crapo or you know Rodriguez or whatever. When they say Carlos, and the entire stadium, people out in the parking lot, the ushers, Ollie the Falcon, even whispers the name Vela. It is unbelievable. If you had Falcon impressions on your no, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's it. We're done with the bingo card. Shut up, Jr. It, <laughs> It just feels different when they announce Carlos Vela's name, right? To me, there are two feelings at Bank of California Stadium that change everything. Carlos Vela's name and Latif Blessing subbing into the match. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit too. But Carlos is the man. And 28 minutes into the season, excuse me, 29 minutes into the season from the spot, Philly, Carlos Vela reminds us all that El Rey is back. And, and here's the interesting thing. Like he's in a position, right? Taking an 11 meter kick that, let's put it this way. Not the most confident. He, he hasn't player. been great. He hasn't no, he been hasn't great. been great. Chicho last season, you could argue, was like a penalty kick, like like merchant. That's how he got a good portion of the fourteen goals yep. he scored in fourteen hundred minutes. But that doesn't matter. He was consistent. Carlos, and we saw plenty of that in twenty nineteen. He would have a tendency to be well, you know, blocked, yeah. stonewalled, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So this could have gone obviously in one of two directions, <laughs> not well or exceptionally well. And for him, the score, like you said, a very big deal, but also more importantly, this is a very big season for Carlos. Yes. Very big season. The team picked up the option on his contract, which means he's still a part of LAFC. However, there it is. There it is. However, his contract expires in June. His contract expires in June. He doesn't have an offer. So if he truly says what he means, if he truly loves and wants to stay in L.A., if he wants to help LAFC succeed and win a title, he only has a couple of months to prove that. He needs to stay healthy, which he obviously looked in great (laughs) shape. And he obviously needs to buy into Steve Chirondolo and score. And boy, more on that later, but Carlos scoring, life felt, <laughs> life is life. Look, na, na, if, na, na, na. it was beautiful. If anybody had any doubts of Carlos Vela's ability, not fitness, not health, ability after this game, his price tag just went up. If that was what LAFC was Look saying. Look at the transfer oh, market may, right maybe. now. Spike, like, oh God, like the stock market. market the other day. God, transfer well, market. Yeah, but it's, it's like a gauge. But it's isn't a fun that, gauge. Isn't that how the Shakiri deal like actually went through, yeah. right? They looked yeah. on. It's clown cheese how that deal went through. <laughs> that was insane. You guys got to look that up, by the way, on uh, Defenders Nation. Check that out. But uh, Carlos Vela turns out he's pretty good. Just six 
minutes later off an assist from Sifu. And I think this is another area where I thought during times of the match, I did not think Sifu played well on the ball. I thought he was a little lazy with it. I thought he was a little lax with it. But in the first half, and particularly on this pass from from uh, Jose Cifuentes to Carlos Vela, I thought Sifu really uh, delivered the ball well, very happy with how how much intent was on this particular pass. Carlos Vela, his second of the match, goal number 59 in his MLS regular season career. And look, all of a sudden, El Rey with a brace at the bank in the first 35 minutes. The place went absolutely apoplectic. If it had a roof, it would have been blown off. I mean, come on. Carlos Vela with a brace in our first match of the Steve Trundolo era? So one thing that actually happened, and I took the note of this, like four minutes even prior to him scoring yeah. the goal, there was a play in which he went from one end of the field to the other and played some defense, defense and yep. he got called for a foul. Yep. To me, that was the defining moment. Carlos Vela scoring on a PK, sure, fine. But the hustle that he had, the fire that he played with, the intensity that he had, that's when I truly felt that he showed us. That's where he displayed that he bought into Steve Chirondolo and his system and that he wants to stay. Because we don't see that from Carlos. With Carlos, you either flip the switch or you flip off the switch. He can be the greatest player this league has ever seen, or he can be like, meh, I don't care. I'll go to the Laker game. That's Carlos Vela to a T. Today, the switch was on, man. And I think, you know, even leading into that goal, like the fire that he played with, Charlie Candle was hot tonight. He he was absolutely incredible and and honestly, other than what was it one shot maybe off target and one block shot out in front, nothing from Colorado in that first half. They looked <laughs> well. Other than the fact that they really beat the heck out of Murray. I mean, he, Murray yeah. is on the ground quite a bit in the first uh, in the first he's, half. He's a big guy. He could take it. He'll we be had okay. Five minutes of injury time in the first half. <laughs> God, we had six minutes of injury time in the second half. We yeah, had eleven oh, minutes. Murray of down on the ground. Time. He got beat up. That's, That's for what sure. Colorado did uh, first half. LAFC did everything they needed to do in front of Maxime Cropot to not have to use Maxime Cropot. Second half, it was just, I mean, honestly, variations on a theme, more of the same thing. LAFC hitting the ground running. and in <laughs> There's the, a lot of hitting in the second there, half. There definitely was. In the 50th minute, Carlos Vela nets his 60th goal for LAFC. Not just that, Philly. He now has a hat trick of hat tricks, his third in his career, his second against Colorado. Yeah, that's right. Who can forget the first hat trick? Goals 32, 33, and 34 in yeah. the 2019 campaign, uh, effectively ending the career of one U.S. men's national team legend, Tim Howard, and the fifth ever Major League Soccer hat trick on opening day. Oh, the, that's a nice... How'd you find that stat? That was that. The thank you to Seth Burton for LAFC PR. That was tweeted out by... Or sent to us in the uh, in the PR chat. The last one, if I remember correctly, was Mike McGee in 2013 of the Carson Galaxy. Mike McGee, so, wow. It's nice to be able to rub something of the Carson Galaxy out of the record book. So <laughs> there you go. Look, Carlos Vela with a hat trick... He had 40 more minutes if he wanted to to go after four. I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I'm I'm sure someone out there will correct me if I am wrong, but I believe Diego Rossi is the only player to score four in a match for LAFC. And he did so, I think, in the COVID Cup 
uh, last year. I think he had four in a 6-2 win, if I remember correctly, over Galaxy. Carson. Yeah. yeah, so I think that was the only time that we got four. I know Adama Diamande has had hat tricks. Diego Rossi has had hat tricks. Um, I don't think anyone else has scored four Andre other than Horta. Diego Rossi. Andre Horta. <laughs> I, just, I went for shock value Andre on that Horta. one. I remember him. Uh, barely 72nd minute Philly. We finally got a couple of players who had picked up a knock in training Chicho and Latif both coming on after Steve Terundolo told us that they, yes, you don't want to talk about the fights. Uh, Was that before or after the 72nd minute? It happened in the 58th. Oh, that's right. What was it? Philly? Go right ahead, sir. All right. So, you, so you are our MMA uh, fighter of choice on this podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, six packs turning into a keg, not, not so bueno. So, it really, all right, let's put it this way. A lot of the drama, really, you can argue, started in the 53rd minute yep. when one uh, Michael Barrios subbed into the match, replacing the Brazilian Max. And so, <laughs> why did you say his name like that? Max. I don't know. It's just like, I mean, that's just, you know, that was Max. That was Max Alves, but like Max. Yep, I, I, just Max. I, I don't know. I mean, that's whatever. We he, have, he scored a goal against Comunicacio. We have our favorite Max on the show, and that's Max Bredos. That so. we do. And so he comes into the match, and, you know, Michael Barrios is a is a talented player. Again, their leading scorer uh, from last season. But him and um, Hamadou Fall sort of sort of got into it. They were chirping at each other quite a bit. And then within a matter of, uh, I would say, four, five, six, seven, eight, five minutes, him and Mamadou Fall like, literally got into it. Well, and who was the player that Mamadou stood over after there was like a foul? <laughs> Everyone. That was, no, no, like, like down on the ground and Mamadou stood over and barked at him something fierce. I don't know what he was saying, yeah. but... Mamadou was a little fired up in this one. So I, I don't know what Michael Barrios is thinking. Uh, I mean, Mamadou Fall would eat him for breakfast. And and, and, and just my, my cat's got sh- shoots out bigger turds than Michael Barrios. Oh, I mean, like oh, tiny God. dude to go up to Mamadou Fall oh. and think he's actually going to like win in terms of a scuffle. But here's the best part about it all. Yes. And obviously, you know, it was warranted because yellow cards were thrown out. It could have been red. It could have been very uh, different. Steve Trundle thought it should have been a red. Uh, he certainly did. He mentioned that during <laughs> the press conference. Conference. press conference but what i loved the fight the fire maxime crepeau comes sprinting over to get right in the middle of things block people out set people aside push people away right then and there the yellow card <laughs> earned a yellow card but look right then and there right then and there that 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 showed that's a team they stood up for each other they played for each other so while it might be like a, an insignificant moment in time a stat that goes completely unnoticed that right there showed that these this this team, despite not having had much time together, yeah. they're battling and they're fighting and they're playing for each other. So once again, it's little moments like this that lead into this whole package that gives us the optimism that this season might actually be a pretty darn good one. Yeah, look, even in the 60th minute, right, when the play is going on in the north end, uh, LAFC playing downhill, Maxime Cropeau turns around to the south end and just gets them fired up in like the 60th minute. All due respect to any other keeper we've ever had, very few even players that we've ever had would turn around and do that. Uh, Carlos Vela, the way he celebrated to the north end in the 50th minute after he scored, and you're absolutely right, whether it was Mamadou Fall or Kellen Acosta getting into it with his old yeah. teammate, Lalo Oh, that, yeah, I forgot about that, yes. I mean, you're right, It, and I'll say this, I think what we saw, you know, we've been talking about LAFC 2.0, we've been talking about the Steve Trundle era, we've been talking about all the changes, but you're right, I think it was a fight. 
in the, what was it, like 60th minute or so. I think it was a fight that galvanized this team. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to have any lasting effect on the way they play against Portland or the way they play against Vancouver on my birthday in two home games mm-hmm. or, or, or really anything else other than today. But what we saw today, you're absolutely right, Philly, was a team coming together on the pitch, a team who I felt like believed in the product that their yeah. leader, Steve Chirundolo, and I, I do want to mention this. I mentioned this on 110 Football as well. Saw a lot of coaching from Ante Razov as well. Yes. He was and up. Mark Dos Santos. He was active. I really liked what I saw um, from, from Ante, whether it's that he's auditioning for another job or <laughs> he is just trying to, to be the best leader that he can out there as the right-hand man of Steve Trundle. You mentioned it. He's the only assistant coach who has been here all five years. And, and I just think the team really galvanized, came together in a way that we definitely, I don't feel like we've seen Philly since 2019. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was such a, such a pleasant thing. I mean, other than that, I mean, if we look, obviously we saw, you were going to talk about Chicho and Latif coming into the match. Yep. I mean, mean, first off, mind blown, the game was already done at that point, but to think that Chicho and Latif were coming in, look, these are guys are probably, these guys are going to start at the end of the day, Chicho without a doubt, but to think that we have that much depth, we handled the number one team in the Western Conference this way, and yet our leading scorer from last season and the star man coming off the bench in the 70th minute, mind blown. Well, and and what I loved about, again, another thing that Steve Trundolo brought up in his press conference, he said, even though we're up 3 nothing, there's no reason to let down. There's yeah, no reason to stop that. playing. Like. I absolutely love that. And that's why he's bringing on Chicho. That's why he's bringing on Latif. I mean, 80th minute, we get a moose sighting at the bank. So Maxime Cropo, that Canadian dude, must have felt, uh, you know, right there at home seeing some moose out there on the pitch. <laughs> and then in the 86th minute, we get well Ryan Hollingshead. Thank you. We get Ryan Hollingshead making his debut for LAFC. But more importantly, I, I think since we're now sponsored by Toyota out there, and that was at the Toyota Plaza, right? Or is that what it is? I. God, I hope I'm right. It might be. I don't know if it's Ford. I don't know who it is. We we have it can't a, be Ford and it's, Toyota. It's Toyota, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a Toyota with feet on our team. His name is Daniel Henry. This guy is massive. He it would is sound better if he was a Bronco. He is I, right. I don't think we're sponsored by Ford though. I don't know. I What's go back that and car look. at the other? Isn't end that of a state? Toyota? Isn't that? Well, I know there's Toyota a Toyota Plaza. Plaza like yeah. it's like right next to where you would always like win souvenirs. Yeah. Like we're making California's little thing. Well, yeah, it's definitely that's Toyota. Toyota but, yes, but what the heck's the car on the other side? It's a Toyota Highlander or whatever it is. is it's it? out there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'd have just one toy sp- or toy uh, car sponsor. No, uh, that's not true. We had Porsches as sponsor. So so sponsor. so Daniel Henry is big, is what I'm saying. Daniel yeah, Henry, yeah, yeah. I got excited. I told this to Philly. I said, uh, "Oh, finally, a player who, if I if I get a kit straight off the pitch from him, I can actually put it on and wear." <laughs> you imagine me with a Latif Blessing kit on? Or a, oh my God, that I would pay to, I would pay to see that. I mean, it, you would, it would rip in half if I got it over my head. That'd be impressive. So Ryan Holling said, "Daniel Henry making their debut." Look, LAFC debuts all around, right? Maxime Cropo, Franco Escobar, Kellen Acosta, Ilya Sanchez, Daniel Henry, Ryan Holling said, six new players logging minutes for the Black and Gold. Mahala coming back after the injury. Carlos Vela coming back after the injury. Dude, what is going on with the pelvis of one Julian Gaines? That guy is still hurt, still going on with some issues. Well, with it was that. his pelvis, and like then it's just like I abductor or adductor? Ad- adductor. Well, either way, still yeah. like pelvis related. Yeah, I mean that's I would 
Got to find out what that guy did, man. Uh, or, or, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, like. He'll keep it family friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying really hard to stay on impressive. the impressive. Look, Philly, 3-0 to start the Steve Trundle era. And, and look, it wasn't a perfect game, right? There were plenty of instances. Mamadou Fall had a couple of balls that, that weren't great, for sure. Yeah, there's some defensive inconsistencies. A couple of chances that weren't finished still that, that could have been finished, including one, look. Mahala not seeing a wide open Brian Rodriguez to his right. If it's Chicho Arango and not Mahala on the pitch at that point, he slots it over to Brian. Brian scores. Everything is nuts, right? And then we're up four goals or whatever it is. But, but look, and again, the other thing I will say, I didn't think the midfield was used nearly as much as it would have been uh, coming into the season. I thought that that was, that was our strength. That was our, our veteran Ilya leadership. Sanchez was, awesome Sanchez was incredible. I, re- I love Franco Escobar. I think that kid is going to be a problem. He had an amazing back heel pass in like the first like 10, right? 15 minutes of the game. And, that and was I, impressive. And, and, got some style, some pizzazz. And you mentioned it. Carlos Vela coming back and playing defense for yeah. play. Like, and, and hard defense, too. Like, it was just so many things about today's match, Philly. We have 33 matches left at uh, in season five. And I, I do very much think that this team could be not just best in the West, but best in MLS. I miss saying that. And could go wire to wire as the top team in the West. And you have to win your first game in order to do that. We did. Uh, well, obviously, Philly have a much bigger test. It's now Sunday, so seven days from now on the 6th, or the day after my mama's birthday, Mama Scarf's birthday on the 5th, we'll have a much bigger test playing against Portland. Uh, at Portland, the Charas are a problem. No Diego Valeri this year. No, so but still a Sebastian Blanco. Still a Sebastian Blanco. He's real good. And look, they, they always know what they're doing there in Portland. Uh, yeah. They've, uh, Giovanni Savarese Giovanni runs a pretty Savarese tight ship. knows what he's doing. And I'd really like those rose kits. I think they're fun. I think they. I love them. They're, they're fun. But Ron uh, kind of killed it. Our buddy Ron. Yeah. Like, because we were talking about our favorite kits. He's like, you know what, Philly? Like, I know you love it, but to me, it looks like my mother's old furniture. And when he pointed that out, I was like, Jagnabbit, he's right. Curtains. Curtains. Uh, no, totally. Look, ESPN thinks LAFC's is number one out of the 28 kids. I would agree. It's, it's, it's such a dynamite jersey. And, and I am. I showed that $135. I probably shouldn't have. Everybody loves the Orlando kit except for the scarf. I am not a fan of the sunburst from the crotch Orlando the kit. You're the only one that likes that awful NYCFC kit. But you appreciate it now because obviously, like, I, I liked it because it reminded me of Ziggy Stardust. Sure. But when we were at the NYCFC CONCACAF Champions League match on Wednesday, you pointed something out that none of us noticed, even on the expansion mansion. And that's the fact that that little squiggly line is actually a part of the third rail, the supporters group for right. NYCFC's It's the lightning logo. bolt there. It's, it, that's kind of, that's pretty darn cool the, in my opinion. The colors of the flag of New York combined with that lightning bolt signifying the uh, homage to their supporters group. I, I think it's dope as hell. That's great. It's ugly as hell. Man, I can't stand man. that. They're going to look back on that kit and just think, what were we doing? That should have never happened. Philly, look, man, uh, first match, end of the books. Any thoughts as we close out the first match of the Steve Trundolo era? So what I'll say is LAFC outshot the hell out of Colorado. 15 to 7 with seven of those shots on target. 
That's what you want to see. How many on target for Colorado, by the way? I actually don't know the number. Uh, one. One. Just on one target. shot on target. And they were neutralized. We talked about this in the pregame. Like our keys are, are, are sh- what do they call it? Shots on? Uh, shooting the shot. Shooting the shot. So my did take was several times. The, the team needed a, a total defensive effort. The one thing, the one aspect where Colorado was has been amazing over the course of the past three seasons is attacking set pieces. And the guy who is the massive contributor, the killer, Jack Price, a, a guy, Captain Jack Price, who had 12 assists last season, totally neutralized. They completely took that part out of Colorado's game, and that's where Colorado would convert a lot of goals. So the defensive effort was there. Mamadou Fall, you got to attribute him to that because yeah. he was up in the air. Yep. So they tightened and they battened down the hatches there. Great. Obviously not... Uh, you can't say this is the greatest game that the team ever played, but it certainly felt pretty darn good. And I mean, that's sort of what I take from it. I mean, so many good pieces to our to our lineup. But what I really gathered was when we were listening to Steve Chirondolo's uh, press conference. Yeah, um, the humbleness that 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 comes from him. Like I was. I was, you know, a nanny poo poo sayer when, when, is that even a term, a nanny poo poo sayer? Is, when, is humbleness a term or is it humility? Yeah, well, yeah, the, all, 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 of the, all of the above. <laughs> I wasn't the biggest, like, fan of the idea of him coming in. I understood it, but, like, I wasn't. And obviously, seeing the team perform the way they did changed my mind and hearing how humble he was, the questions he was asked, what are the expectations? And he'd t- simply turn around, well, you guys are the ones who write expectations. Or he's like, I'm not that important. I'll tell, I just want to help people all the time. Like, they're just, he won me over. Sure. Because he could have been like, yeah, you know, we did this, we kicked their butt, yada, yada. He was so humble, so nonchalant, so like, I get it. I can understand why people like him. I can understand why he got the job. And more importantly, I can understand that. He runs the locker room at this point because people like him. Yeah. He's a player's coach. And that created a nice, relaxed, f- happy atmosphere. Something that we can argue that maybe Bob didn't do, especially towards the end of his tenure. I love Bob. I was pro-Bob. I was Bob in. But at this point, I'm all about Toronto, baby. Keep on winning. Yeah, and by the way, if you're curious, Toronto had a draw today, 1-1 in their first match Toronto, of the Bob Bradley I mean, era, Toronto's so. going to be hanging on a thread until Insignia shows up. Yeah, it's And even be then, they can't rely on him completely. You know, my, my big takeaway from today's match is the fact that we looked as good as we did with no Eddie Segura. On yep. the back line right Great now, point. with still some question marks, obviously, with the health of Chicho Arango and Latif Blessing coming into this match. Although, I think over the next uh, week of training or so, I think they'll be back up to speed fully. We are so deep. We are so deep. And I think, look, there is definitely a fall off after any of the first three on the front line come out, right? If, if Carlos Vela, Chicho Arango, Brian Rodriguez come out, as much as I love Mahala, as much as I love Danny Masovsky or even Christian Torres or Cal Jennings or whoever else that we're going to have on the front line, there's a big drop off after those three. But you know what? That's where we put all our money, right? That's where we put all the chips in the table towards. Midfield, though, Philly, with Latif Blessing coming off the bench, with a guy like Pancho Ginella who has, has yet to uh, to see any meaningful minutes. I don't see he will. I, no, I agree, but we're so deep at those positions. I think that's huge. But where our depth really shows more than anything else, Philly, is we have quality pieces like Sebastian Ibiaga and Kim Moon Juan who didn't even crack the next set of players. It was Daniel Henry. It was Ryan Hollingshead. 
And you get a guy like Mamadou Fall in there, this young kid who has the opportunity to learn under several of these players. Hopefully a year of maturity and, and a year of of playing alongside veterans like Ryan Hollingshead now and Franco Escobar will help a player like Jesus Murillo kind of come into his own. He's he's sort of become a walking yellow card, a little bit of a ticking time bomb <laughs> at times. I, I worry about him. He's the one I worry about. But Maxime Cropot on that back line and the organization that we looked like we had yeah. for those back four and Maxime Cropot, I'm saying it right now. Nashville, watch out. Seattle, watch out. The best defenses in the league have just had another name add themselves into the fray. A new challenger has entered the arena. LAFC is going back, I'm calling it, to the 2019 era defense, that Walker Zimmerman era led defense where we just did not give up goals. We barely even gave up chances today. And I think that's my my biggest takeaway from all of this. No, I, I love that. And Carlos, a hat trick. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Carlos Velasco scored Car- a hat trick. Carlos, a hat trick. <laughs> he, he, j- he did two things by scoring a hat trick today. He basically showed John Thorrington, hey, buddy, pay me. I'm worth it. That's one thing he did. And two, I think he he scared the pants off of everybody in Major sure. League Soccer. Sure. Because Carlos Vela yeah. is back. John Malkovich. is back. He, if he can continue this this, this line. Well, uh, well, if he continues this line, he scores 100 and some odd goals. Well, well, I, I mean, which would be impressive. I'm not going to expect him to have a hat trick every <laughs> single game. That's clown shoes. That's, that, those are indoor soccer stats. Those right, are Frank right, right. Tayu stats. Right. Can't do that in outdoor. But <laughs> yeah, he's basically showing us that he wants to be here. He wants to stay in LA. Yep. He wants to get LAFC money. He wants to win. I hope so. One I, game I is obviously so. not a big frame of reference. But again, the hustle, the hat trick. This is good stuff. So Major yeah. League Soccer, everybody out there, Portland, you're our next victim. Be afraid. Be very <laughs> afraid. Because Charlie Candle is going to light all your asses on fire. Uh, yeah, I just think of John Malkovich, right? Pay the man his money from mm-hmm. Rounders. I just think that that's... Look, it, Vela's betting on himself right now, right? And he's playing like it. The dude had a hat trick. The dude is as good of a player who has ever walked in to any Major League Soccer arena, and he is back. So Think about it, though. Like he's, he, he, in, his, in an interview, he's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind going back to Europe or, or Miami. Let, let's think about that statement for a second. Sure. Carlos goes back to Europe. He does not play. Right. Where's he going to go? He wants to go back to Real Sociedad? I'm sorry. Carlos isn't getting the kind of burn he would on LAFC. And then what? Goes to Miami? Miami? The dumpster fire of Miami? <laughs> Inter Flamingo? Even, even David Beckham says he, they're, they're doing Be it wrong patient. there. Right Be now. patient. Yeah. Why would he leave what he has here? LA's a great town. He has a great team behind yep. him. He he doesn't need to leave it LA. And I think maybe he snapped into something, realizing, oh, I'd go to a really crappy team with really nice colors yeah, again, in Miami or a team where I will no, won't play uh, in uh, Europe. Again, the way his name is announced and the way that the 22,000 respond. It's, and the millions. And millions. We haven't done that today. Yep. It tells me. All I need to know. We actually didn't have our wait what moment either. Uh, I, I, <laughs> we just did. We forgot our wait what moment. <laughs> no, you know, uh, for me, honestly, it was hearing Mahalo Poku in the starting lineup and thinking it would be Chicho. That was my that was my big wait what. Well, we moment. got that but, during like uh, the pregame. We did. I had, yeah, I had to so. change like my player to watch. Right. Right. So, uh, look, episode one eighty one, Philly. We're back, season five, baby. What time are we on? 
We we did good. We're at fifty, just under fifty six minutes. We did Shut it. the front we door, did it. and we don't even need edits. And with that, you guys know how we like to end all our episodes. We'll see you back here on one eighty two. Bye bye.